What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another great edition of Dragon's Den, brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. This is the debut episode of Dragon's Den on the new app called Anchors. Um, for those of you who've listened to the show before, you can definitely still find on iTunes, but this is going to be the platform that we're going to be performing this podcast. And for new listeners, I'm Val Sisko. I have my co-host here, Jay Dog. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing fantastic. And this podcast is mostly for Dragon Ball Z, but uh, since it's going to be kind of taking a hiatus this year, we're going to be trying to incorporate some other anime into this as well, too, for the fans out there. But definitely, this right here is Dragon Ball Z Super Episodes 127 and 128's Review and Reaction. So tell me, Jay, uh, after a little bit of a layoff right now from doing the podcast, have you missed talking about Dragon Ball? Yeah, I've missed. I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of the deliveries that we've hoped for. Okay. As far as the characters and the fights and sing- and things like that, like Gohan, definitely. I think we were waiting. Well, I was waiting for Gohan to fight off against Golden Frieza. That didn't happen, even though they hinted at it. It didn't happen, and then the fight between Vegeta and Toppo, we got it, but it still wasn't like. This big fight that I was hoping for, I feel like we are we're not gonna get those epic battles that we would like, like the old Gohan versus Cell, or even Goku versus Cell, or Gotenks versus Boo, battles like that. Goku versus uh, Frieza for the first time. Definitely. I feel like those great memorable battles. Those scenes, I feel like that's what I was expecting, and I guess I had raised my standards too high, and that's what I was expecting in these fights, and we didn't get that. And I feel like that's something we're not going to get still with the coming fights. Like a resolution, if you will. And I definitely understand that completely. Um, at the same time, I, I give Dragon Ball Super a little bit of credit, at least in the Tournament of Power. Um, looking at this tournament, we have been getting some awesome spots, but I think it's because of the fact that we have to move in a rapid pace to get so many other characters' arcs uh, finalized. You know, all the other universes that got eliminated, different characters like Ribion and the Wolves and things like that had to have their own arc. The Saiyans, the female Saiyans had to have their own arc. Um, Frost had to have his own arc. Hit had his own arc. The Namekians from Universe 6 had to have their own arc. So there was just so many characters to play from that we finally got to the last bits right here. We had the Topo episode with him accepting the God Destruction's power. Vegeta surpassing Blue, if you will, as well, too. And, you know, what we're going to talk about today from episode 127, the sacrifice of Android 17. Was that big enough for you, at least, or do you feel like that was anticlimactic? Well, the meaning behind it, I felt like it was (coughs) important enough, but it was kind of counterintuitive because, yeah, you got yourself killed to protect your teammates, but if you were going to get yourself killed, you might as well have hit, let the blast hit you. <laughs> because, yeah, you were going to die either way. Right. So if you're going to die, at least die and get Jiren disqualified. Don't die and try to make yourself look like a hero. It was an unnecessary death. It was. <laughs> and I think about it more it's and more. like, this blast is going to kill me, but I'm going to kill myself. And he was pretty happy with it. Hits me. <laughs> he was like, eh, 
The humans die, right? <laughs> I guess I do this too. And if you guys don't know or you're living on a rock, well, if you've never seen Dragon Ball Z before, uh, Android 17, of course, is Android, who now is a little bit more human than robot these days. He's well, human. Too. Okay. Krillin wished him human. I don't remember Krillin wishing him human. I remember it's him. because Krillin in, in Z, right? Mm-hmm. In what was it? The Android Saga? Mm-hmm. Or Cell Saga, either one. You know, when the Cell yeah. first came into the picture. Right. And um, I think it was after Cell had already absorbed 18. Okay. But um, something, I forgot how, but, you know, he spit out, you know how he spit them out? Yeah. And Krillin, I thought he always kept, like, 17 inside of him still. I know he definitely spit out 18. Yes, I know that. That's how he took her away. Like, come on, bitch, you're mine. But <laughs> I, think, I think he got... At some point, you know, he got 17 out as well, and Krillin wished for... Because Krillin thought that they were together, right? and Krillin wanted her to be happy, so Krillin wished for her to be human, and him as well, so that they could be happy together. And definitely understand that uh, he wished, you know, that him and uh, 18 could be happy together. Um, Maybe there was something that we didn't see there. He just wished both androids to come back human or whatnot or just come back. Um, I can understand that. But the same token, you know, we see 17 making the ultimate sacrifice of destroying himself to take out Jiren while Goku and Vegeta were laid out in the process. And this time in episode 127, we see Jiren fighting... Mm, I want to say, what, medium? Not even full force? Just, like, what, mid-level? I'd say he he jumps up and down between how serious he's fighting. Like When he's insulted, that's when he takes it serious, do you think? I think... Yeah, I think when he feels challenged. Okay. When someone really feels like they can stand up to him is when he picks it up a notch. Okay. Like, when... Freezer came and tried to get that sneaky blow. Yes. And he did. Yes. He got that nice kick in. And Jiren was like... The fact that you even tried it, I'm going to have to put you down. <laughs> and he did. And he did. <laughs> gloriously. And basically that was what 127 was about. Just all three of them. Including Freezer at 1.2. He makes a, what? Does he make an appearance in 127 at all? Or is he still laid out for 126? No, 127 is when he got the hit in. Oh yeah, he got that one hit in. Yeah, he, got the, he kicked him and then yes. he went golden. And then got shut Jiren down. was like... I'm going to do some Matrix on you. I'm going to freeze you, and then I'm going to put you in your place. (laughs) Well-deserved as well, too. So we have um, the rest of the fighters of 17, Goku, Vegeta, trying to triple threat this bad boy, Jiren, to no avail, uh, to the point where 17 uses his, uh, I guess, what is it, his shield? Yeah, it's like a key shield. A key shield. He does it pretty well. He shields Goku, he shields yeah. Vegeta. A couple and times. Then he does his awesome attack where he just makes a whole bunch of miniature shield globes. And what is it? Like a shield? Like a, like a multiple shield yeah, to it's block like, him? It's like layers of his key shields. To try to block the attack from Jiren to no avail too. Get smacked up. We see the self-destruction. We see Krillin and 18 crying. Was it worth it? Could he have just fell off and had the same effect? Probably. In my opinion. Yeah. The, the only thing is, um, if he had let it hit him, mm-hmm. I guess you could say that it probably would have took out Goku and Vegeta as well. Okay. But Frieza might have made it. Frieza so, did make it. So No, I'm saying if he had let, if he had let it hit him. Okay. Right? And let's say it didn't just hit him, it hit Goku and Vegeta as well. Right. Okay. But 
Frieza probably still would have made it, which means he would have won by default. Whether or not Frieza is surviving to be the last guy is a good thing or not, yeah. I don't know. But at the end of the day, Universe 7 survives. Okay, all right, granted. We see that, and why? just this bothers me as well, too. Couldn't have 17 pulled a sacrifice by giving his power to Vegeta and Goku while still creating the shield and just jumping off? Yeah, I think that's asking a lot. Well, it was he killed himself. That was asking a lot too. That was giving a lot, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. unnecessarily too. Not thinking about his kids and his family, but hey, to each his own. You know, he we didn't all have, think about them. Kind of. He was fighting for his universe, and his uni- his family's on that universe. That's a lot of world building for seventeen. <laughs> we just found out was on the island of Mir, taking care of animals. Yeah. So I mean, rock and roll. We get the ultimate sacrifice from seventeen. Episode ends with Vegeta and Goku shielded by the blast. Jiren just dusts it off like it's nothing, like it was just a scratch. And th- that was the first time anyone's ever pierced a Kamehameha wave. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. In all levels, ridiculous. Uh, Jiren's power... He's punched through it. In every level, whether it's his new key for, uh, power that he has now with the red uh, aura around him now, using that around his hands, looking like Iron Fist. How do you feel about that? I think it's great. It's like... It kind of makes me feel like he's never going 100%. No. And it's just... He'll select one part of his body and he's like, I'll go 100% with this one hand. <laughs> just for this hit yeah and not even you know we have Jiren you know he's still using attacks without his hands you know his little glow in the dark eyes glare <laughs> his glare <laughs> his ghost attacks that still pierce the enemies I don't know like 127 to me was such a somber episode because I felt like it wasn't as climactic as I wanted it to be for 17's death I felt that it could have went another way. But I feel like this whole tournament could have went another way as well, too, in my opinion. I feel like there's still gaps and still twists and turns that were unnecessary. But that's just my opinion. But, yeah, how did you feel about the inconsistencies or at least the gaps or the the missteps of the of the tournament so far? Do you feel like, like how I feel, like there's been missed opportunities? Or do you feel like it's just the way it should be? I definitely feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities. Um, I feel like I, I'm kind of okay with like all the things that I felt shouldn't happen at one point, but they did, mm-hmm. and they still are happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the biggest thing for me was when the two biggest things was when Master Roshi pulled out his his little caps, and he started putting enemies in there, mm-hmm. and we weren't we weren't allowed. They were they were told they weren't allowed yes. to use outside objects, outside weapons. And I guess you could say it's not a weapon, technically, but, I mean, it, it's questionable. It's highly questionable. Definitely. And the multiple then, um, fusions happening. Yeah, what, what was it? The hit? Yeah. And his time, time skips skip. when there's no time in the place of void? All right, fine. I guess you could say because he can create his own time, technically, within his own little space. Got his I own little miniature can, universe himself. Yeah, I guess you could let that slide. Um, but even Master then, Roshi. What about him? With his maneuver as well, too. The oh, evil yeah, containment so wave. Yeah. Yeah, with the yeah, that one right there, too. That was just like a... And I feel like they were really flying in this episode. <laughs> I'm like... I'm so on that. When, when Jiren and Vegeta and Goku were fighting alongside the stage, 
They were not on the stage. So they were it, fighting on the side. Break this down to me. Is there no fly allowed in this tournament? It's not that it's allowed. It's that it's impossible. Okay, why? Did they like make that clear? Yeah, I forgot what they said, but because um, Ribion well, was flying everywhere before. Well, she had wings, but oh, there's excuses. <laughs> so, when okay. you have wings, it's different. Okay, so they said like bird-like creatures could fly. Okay, but they they said um because the guy said what mm. is his name the you know this. Great Sama Supreme, okay. whatever, um, the short one. Okay. He said, you know, flying, you, you can't do that here. Right. And then Goku was like, why? And he jumped up to try to fly and he fell back down. Huh. And he was like, oh, you really like can't fly here. So that was the thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's something that's a continuity issue right there because I've seen some flying in this. Uh, I it's doubt like, that they're just jumping you, it for you instant You can say some time. parts is gliding. You can say some parts is jumping. But when they're moving... In a straight horizontal line at yeah. some points, or like through space from one rock to the other, they're bouncing around way too much to not call some of it flying. Yeah, pretty much. Let's get into the nitty gritty though, going into episode 128 now, where we see um, Goku and Vegeta laid out, unshielded now from 17's um, key shield, and we see Vegeta the first one getting up, and we're going to see a lot of that in this episode. How do you feel about Vegeta's stance, still trying to fight Jiren? Doesn't matter what strength he's at. Doesn't matter how much he has left or stamina left. He has left. Just the pride of his uh, Saiyan heritage is was keeping him at bay of still fighting Jiren. How do you feel about that? I thought that was fantastic. I I feel for him because if it was, you know when it's anybody else, they're gonna get that great. Del- not anybody else, but any other saying right. they're gonna get that delivery, they're gonna get a new transformation, and then they're gonna be the hero of the day. Uh-huh. But with Vegeta, <laughs> no. <laughs> we got what was it like twelve to ten straight minutes of just abuse. Like, it was uncomfortable. There's there's no other way to describe it. It was just physical abuse. It was. Uh, I, I was hard for me to watch, seeing as Vegeta's been one of the pivotal characters of Dragon Ball Z to Super as well, too. Him just be resorted to a, just a punching bag in this episode. And, uh, I, I mean, I see what they were doing here, and I see what they wanted. I even called it out right at the end as well, too, what he really ultimately wanted. And it, it wasn't a respect factor, but the same token, I feel like Vegeta really was handed you know, some Skittles, and then Jiren punched him in the stomach so the Skittles would come back out after he ate it. Like, I feel like he, he, he got his Pop-Tart taken away from him in school, and it was bad. It was tough to see that for Vegeta, since he's such a prideful character, such a, an enigma, but the same token, he, he, his character has changed so much where he's more of like a fatherly figure. Maybe that's what's getting in the way of certain things. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like Vegeta's character has turned... But not in a bad way, just in a way where I feel like it's blocking his full potential. Yeah, I feel like he should have he should have gotten some delivery, like maybe a hit or some critical attack on Jiren to make it seem more significant than what he was trying to do. Definitely, something more significant. Do you feel like he could have done something different as well, too, in his attacks? I mean, the attacks were very basic as well, too. Nah, you know? I think he was giving it all he had. <laughs> He couldn't Couple even go, of jabs. He couldn't even go Super Saiyan. <laughs> that was great. The Super Saiyan far he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Vegeta. And then um, we ultimately see him still getting back up, getting back up to um, Jiren's surprise as well, too. He was very amazed the fact that Vegeta kept on... Stand. Exactly. Stand, even try to attempt to throw a jab or two, attempt to Super Saiyan form anything. Even a final flash we saw, which was fantastic, gave, gave it all he had. 
Jiren just knocking him senseless to the point where he we definitely see the elimination of Vegeta. Do you think that was something you saw coming or was it a oh, surprise? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I highly expected that because for some reason, you know, whatever Frieza has planned, mm-hmm. I feel like him and Goku had to be the last two. Okay. Now, as far as who goes out first, him or Goku, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, con- considering Frieza has stayed in this long, mm-hmm. I think we can say that Frieza will be the last one. Wow. Um, only because, like, he's outlasted everyone. I know, we had 17 last almost and in I don't, the too. Yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't know why he lasted long. <laughs> Just to die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I mean... I, you know what? I'm honestly not surprised that Seventeen died. Now that I think about it, because he was the only one to break the pattern mm. of you know every time we saw someone get some type of shine, we were like, oh, they're out next episode. But he was the only one that stayed. Yeah. So now thinking about it, all that shine that he got, and he didn't get knocked out in the next episode. It makes sense that he had to die. I can see that, and then I guess it makes sense for Vegeta to actually get eliminated in this episode. There was nothing more he could have done, especially since you saw him get his kind of esque form, that like that super blue form he had. Yeah. I think that was the best we were gonna get from Vegeta, and not the Ultra Instinct that everybody was preparing for. I liked that he got that, but not the, not when he got it. I feel like it, it didn't make sense since Goku, Goku yeah, still just, has Ultra Instinct. He just got it like out of nowhere. I feel like. He should have got it after getting smacked up by Tapo or something. It wasn't earned. I understand that one. And then, looking at Vegeta getting the final blow and getting eliminated. There's parts, too, where it's hilarious. Vegeta gets saved by, like, a rock. Like, he's, like, literally hanging his boot, yes, (laughs) on the edge of a rock, and he's just dangling there. That was sad, because no one was there for him. It is. It Uh, is. Everyone else got their little savior. Vegeta had no one. And then we actually see Vegeta, like, break down to the point where he knows that, well, we see this a lot from Vegeta. I can't be surprised about that. Every time Vegeta actually meets his match, or his maker, almost... He does cry. <laughs> it happens. He did it with Frieza. He did it with um, with Goku at one point, with Boo at one point. You know, he's done it a lot of times. He's just cried. <laughs> but he's a crier. He's inside. But at the same token, just to see him getting knocked down, disappointed that he could not win for the Saiyans from Universe 6, for his kids, for Bulma, for even Kakarot himself, just getting that last-ditch effort of giving whatever ounce of power he had left to Goku. Just to survive. That was such a callback to the to Frieza saga. Yeah, it was. There's been a lot of those. Interesting, interesting. A lot of callbacks to the Frieza saga. And do you do you have a maybe like a hinkering or a suspicion of why that is? Maybe something big with Frieza. I I have no idea. I really don't. I think that some of them were cool, but I feel like it's happening too often. A bit, especially in this tournament. And especially now, we have Goku gained that little ounce of power just to get back up. Turns blue, goes full force for Jiren. He went straight blue. That was great. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit of energy, like when he had given Frieza a little bit of I energy. I think that's all he needed. He could fly. <laughs> but he took that and he took it straight to blue. And whether you agree or not, that was a good idea or not, I guess it did help him in a way. Because Jiren knocked some sense into him to knock that blue out. He blew, he knocked the blue highlights out of his hair. That's what exactly happened. <laughs> he knocked him back to square one again to the point where he was about to eliminate Goku. And then we get it. We get the whole music in the background. We get Goku looking down. And then the eerie 
aura around him, and then finally get Ultra Instinct form back up again. Which, and honestly, this felt anticlimactic as well, too. I felt like Goku could have been in more peril. Like, he could have been really, like, stomped out, like, hurt badly to the point where there was no continuation. But it was just like, I get it, that was his last-ditch effort, but I don't know. It felt a little underwhelming to me. How about you, though? I felt like this one was earned. Yeah? At least more than the last time. Okay. When it was with Keflo, I believe. <laughs> He's just like, ah, dun 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 dun. <laughs> Look yeah, what I, I mean, can do. That Kamehameha to the face was, was lovely. And Keflo. Not gonna lie. It was, a, it was a good enemy to have to, to yeah, do that. Yeah, she was a great foe, yeah. but I feel like this one was earned more than the second one. And it was expected. I mean. We all knew what, it was coming back. What? How much time is there? Two, Two minutes? minutes left. So. With two minutes, I can understand because he just got it. But what's disappointing is I was hoping we were going to get two episodes of him using Ultra Instinct. Mm-hmm. But with only two minutes left, I can easily see it only being uh, one minute of the tournament. Mm-hmm. If not less. Like maybe he only has it for for real time, ten minutes in our episode. Which would be really disappointing to me. I think he well. We're gonna see him from a preview of the next episode as well too. They're gonna have, uh, I guess, a bit of a battle. It's supersonic speed. We're seeing like fists and feet yeah. like go at like just the speed of sound. It, it seems so. That's interesting. And we're gonna see actually some blows. We actually saw one blow from Goku hitting Jiren. Yeah. That was great. How'd you feel about that? That was fantastic. As long as I get a minimum of fifteen minutes, I won't complain too much. But if it's less than 15 minutes of Ultra Instinct, I'm mm. going to be very sad. So you want, let's say, 12 minutes of Ultra Instinct in the next episode. Jiren's At least 15. Still, what do you think is going to be the breaking point for him to actually turn that white character? There has to be. He just can't be like, look what else I can do. Well, I don't know. Because remember the first time he used it? Yeah. He was taking it farther the longer he had it activated. Yeah, it was burning his skin and everything. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it... It might be the same thing now. It might be that he holds that form for so long that he just goes high enough to obtain that perfect mm-hmm. form of it. I don't know. I really think that Jiren has to like cross a line. Like he has to like be like, "I kill your family if you come back" or something like that. <laughs> like I, I know you don't care about your sons, but like maybe Goten. I kill Goten if you want. <laughs> Forget Gohan. But like maybe he has to say something because it just can't be like Goku just comes out of nowhere and says, "I'm white too. What's up?" Ha ha ha. Like there has to be something that triggers it. I think, in my opinion, maybe you know, he says something about the wishes. Like, hey. You know, you're supposed to be some guy that's about truth and honor. Nah, forget truth and honor. I'm not wishing anybody back. I'm just killing that monster that killed my family, <laughs> and that was it. That's all I'm doing. Forget you. Forget your life. Forget your family. And maybe that's going to be the, the breaking point. Maybe we might see Goku actually caring about someone else besides himself for once. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare. I don't, it's very rare. I don't... Man, Goku cares about everybody. Goku cares about nobody. Except, except, everybody still thinks they're getting a million dollars. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think Goku cares about everyone, except for a few exceptions, you know, like, maybe, he says he loves Gohan. <laughs> I think he loves Vegeta more than he loves Gohan. I think so, too. That's sad. Except for um, Piccolo as well. Piccolo is, like, the best friend that won't go away. Yeah, yeah, he was your um, your elementary school best friend, and then you went to high school, you're like, ah. Oh. And he, he, can't moved, be cool and he no moved more. in, and they don't talk. 
But they live together. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of episodes. I mean, we realistically have maybe two or three left. and um, I'm strongly thinking three. I don't know what to expect, but I like it that way. And then I like I like the fact that I don't know what's going to happen after this series as well, too. So it's going to be interesting. I want to know what Freeze is going to do, because that's the big ace in the hole right there. What's going to happen with Freeze? We see Goku turning that new transformation next episode for episode 129. So maybe episode 130, we're going to have something huge happen. Maybe we'll have like a double Ultra Instinct form of Freeze actually obtaining it. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. Anyways... That kind of concludes the episode. I hope you guys and anchors enjoyed this premiere one over here. Uh, for those listening to iTunes, please enjoy as well, too. Continue to support the podcast. If you want to find us, you already know the credentials. Um, yeah, John, you have anything you want to say before we go? Um, I don't see Frieza getting Ultra Instinct at oh, all. That's sad. Considering Vegeta didn't get it, I really don't see Frieza getting it. But if Frieza does get it, that's the ultimate disrespect to Vegeta. <laughs> ultimate disrespect. We've seen some disrespect. I mean, Piccolo's elimination, Gohan's treatment. Yeah. Super's all about disrespect. It really is. <laughs> anyway, guys, that concludes this. You have a good one. <laughs> now I got Hey, guys. Val here. Thanks again for listening in. Uh, we're pretty new to Anchors. Um, the show right here is pretty new to Anchors. Um, although it's been around for about a year so far in iTunes. Um, we're making our home here in Anchor and just want to give a good shout out to Anchor for giving the platform to perform and hopefully you guys take it in and enjoy. Um, please leave some comments, reviews, whether it be here in Anchor, whether it be iTunes, whether it be in the Facebook page, Sideshow Conversations, or on Twitter at Uncanny underscore V. Please, feedback, 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 and subscribe. Have fun with us. You know, we try to do the best we can to provide some cool comic collective entertainment. Uh, if you guys are new to SciShow Conversations, the podcast about geek culture and pop culture, whether it be anime, movie reviews, pop five countdowns, things of that nature, we have a load of fun. So, interactions, the best thing for us to be better podcasters. So if you want to get at me, like I said, you got the credentials there. Um, also, if you wanted to listen to the Kamora Chronicles, also here on Anchor and iTunes and Podcast Republic, um, Kamora Chronicles, MMA podcast for the fans, by the fans. With my boy Jay Rance, he is my co-host as well too, and we just go on, rant on about MMA. Um, also as well too, Elite Wrestling Audio with the co-host Jay Rance as well too. That's also here on Anger, and it's also iTunes and Podcast Republic. We talk about everything pro wrestling. So, hey, follow us right there. They're, both those podcasts are on Twitter, um, Elite Audio Wrestling and Kamora Chronicles. Get involved. Have fun with us. We're going to try to do more and more and more content as much as possible. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy it. If you don't, hey, you go um, suck one. <laughs> anyway, guys, take care. It's been a pleasure.